It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Good morning, y'all, and welcome in. This is the Coast to Coast Football Podcast. Only one sort of coast on the East Coast, Southern in Atlanta, Georgia. Nick Kendall is not joining us today. He's still doing daddy duty, so he may be back soon. We've been going about every other Friday here recently, but wanted to go today just because there's just so much going on and so much rumors and the talk. It always revolves around the quarterback position. And no matter what podcast I'm on, no matter which one I'm doing, what team, unless it's Indianapolis Colts or one of the established teams, it's all quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. And there are so many names, so many draft picks that are out there and so many teams that are in quarterback need I was like, let's let's come on and let's talk a little quarterback for all the other teams. I know we do it a lot with the Falcons and Broncos on Broncos for Breakfast and the Falcons podcast, but I think we get tunnel vision sometimes and forget, hey, there's other teams out there too that are in the same boat as you are trying to get some quarterbacks. So we're going to talk some draft. We're going to talk some free agency. We're going to talk some trades, and we're going to lay out all the different scenarios. Do I have the answers? Will I give predictions? Probably. I'll hedge, though, because this is I'm actually a little nervous about this. It's like I like to know the answers, and there's so much speculation in this and so many different ways this can go that it's fun. It's nerve-wracking if you're doing what I'm doing, but it's fun. It's fun to start thinking about all of the different scenarios. Well, we go live on this channel, on these channels, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern because we like to have the conversation going with y'all. So I want to say hello to some folks that come in into the chat this morning, like John Harold. John, thank you for your contribution on Wednesday. Meant a lot. Don't I don't forget those. I certainly appreciate it. He came in before we even went live. He says, good morning over on YouTube. Happy Friday. Scott, if you had your choice, who would you take? Uh, Justin... Fields, Kirk Cousins, it's funny, it says Kirk Russell right there, Um, Russell Wilson, or would you draft a quarterback? If I had my choice, meaning, you know, I could do whatever I want to, I'd draft Caleb Williams. That would be number one. Now, John's a Falcons fan, so Caleb Williams is not going to be available. Drake May is not going to be available. Jaden Daniels is not going to be available. Those would be choices one, two, and three in some sort of order. I'd probably go in that order. Caleb, Drake, Jaden. 
in that order. I'd want the 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 rookie quarterback, the new guy, the just fresh start, rookie contract, lots of talent. They may have talent more than any of these guys. After that, I would probably go. Oh, this is and this is this is what's fun with this. I think Kirk Cousins is probably a better fit for Zach Robinson, the Atlanta Falcons. Um, but when you start doing that, you start thinking, okay, how quick before you're right back in the same boat? This is the end of Matt Ryan's career. Um, Cousins is playing at a, a little bit better level than than at 35 years old than Matt Ryan was. But you're you're talking about a guy who's gonna be 40 million dollars. That's going to take up a chunk of the salary cap. We can talk about that. We talked about that on Wednesday, but we can get into that again where $40 million isn't really $40 million, not in one year. So there'd still be some flexibility in the cap. Uh, coming off an injury, and he's he's older. He's expensive, he's older, and he's, he's coming off an injury. Those are scary. Uh, as far as the best thrower in a three-wide offense, single back, this is it. He's, he's the best thrower of this bunch right away for a playoff-ready team. And the Falcons are a team that really wants to go for the playoffs. So I, I don't know. <laughs> Justin Fields, if you hit on Justin Fields, you're set for the next decade with a hometown kid. Russell Wilson's going to be dirt cheap, but is he going to play at the same level as Kirk Cousins or have the long-term ceiling of, of Justin Fields? No. If I went Russell Wilson, I would still draft a quarterback. If I went Kirk Cousins and and spent money and maxed out my salary cap to do that, I would probably go for a shot this year, next year, a two-year window, and I would try and, and surround him with as many pieces as possible. Russell Wilson would not preclude me from taking a quarterback later on in the draft. Um, so I'd probably go both. And then Justin Fields, certainly intriguing. It's it's I'm gonna I've had fun watching his his uh his career and see it the, the slow development. You feel like you're starting to get some returns now, but how good is he going to be? Um, I, he'll get another chance. You know, he'll get one more chance somewhere else, and then we'll see. Maybe have two more years to prove that he can be to live up to all of that physical potential that he has. <clears throat> My Swanker says he's a Falcons fan too. He says if it was just between Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins, who would be better to help a rookie quarterback if the Atlanta Falcons draft one? Um, you know, let's you, you can throw that in for anybody. Um, I think both of them would be pretty good with a younger guy. Uh, Russell Wilson's always been lauded for his work within the team. Uh, you know, Seattle, there's a lot of bad blood in Seattle, some some talk, but you listen to most teammates and 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 quarterbacks say the other quarterback room, guys in the quarterback room, they've said he's he's done a really good job. When he got benched, Jarrett Stedham had great things to say about Russell Wilson. So I think they're both. I don't know as much about Cousins, um, but you know these guys are at the tail end of their career and are looking to win. <laughs> um, who would be the best one? I'm still counting on my my uh, my quarterbacks coach and head coach for that. Um, Oblivion Empire, good to see you. He says hello, Victor Belletti. He's coming in. He says good morning, guys. I have the feeling that uh, Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles of the Chicago Bears won't bet their jobs on a rookie quarterback. Also really think that Jaden Daniels will go second in the draft, so maybe we can make a move for Drake May if the if New England already addresses a quarterback need in free agency. I think that's a it's a possibility. I I just have a hard time picturing one of those teams in the top 3 deciding, "Yes, we are a Kirk Cousins away from being a, a team where we don't need to invest in the quarterback position." Um you know, could it? Could I sign a guy? Because to me, Kirk Cousins is your best win now quarterback. Maybe Baker Mayfield. Maybe I just have him kind of going back to to Tampa Bay. But I think your best win now quarterback. Your window is short. We got to do this now. Is Kirk Cousins? You've got a new coach up in New England. You've got no quarterback that you can count on up in New England, and your offense was really, really awful. I, I just have a hard time picturing them not taking their quarterback of the future at three. Is it possible? Sure. Anything's possible. But if you're New England, you're not a Kirk Cousins away, in my opinion, from competing for a championship. Uh, you know, at least the AFC championship, you're, it doesn't really get you closer to taking on those beasts of the, of the AFC. Whether it's, uh, you know, we know who one of them is, Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills. You get a rebounding Cincinnati Bengals team. Um, the Miami Dolphins are still good. They should keep 
they are improving every year, so you have to keep an eye on them. Um, I just, I don't, I, you have to go quarterback if you're New England. So we'll see. We we, we will see on that. Uh, Roderick Cooks is afternoon, everyone. Good to see you from over the pond. Um, let's scroll down here a little bit. And we, some of our Facebook friends are coming in, like Anthony Evans. Good morning, Scott. Good morning to you as well. Raymond Collins is here. Good morning. Good morning, Andre. Good to see you as well. Keith and Ellen Johnson, good to see you. Harry Marshall Wood, good to see you as well. Michael W., hello, hello. Troy Green, how you doing? Appreciate the stars, Keith and Ellen Johnson. Troy Green coming in. Uh, he says, hey, caught y'all live. What's up, fellas? Good to see you. Glad you could make it with us. Thomas Stills, he says, good morning, y'all. Has anyone considered Zach Wilson as a quarterback? That's a good question. Now, I didn't put him in this discussion. I didn't put Trey Lance in this discussion. Mac Jones in this discussion, three of the guys all from that class uh, of 2021 who are basically available, who have not lived up to expectations. I think that was 2021 and um, are, uh, are, are basically available. So has anyone considered Zach Wilson? You'd consider him, but it would be dirt cheap. Absolutely dirt cheap, like a pick swap. Like, okay, we're willing to bring him in and give him a shot. Um, we'll send you a 2024 five, six round, and you're going to give us Zach Wilson in a seventh. Um, or, you know, they cut him and you sign him for nothing at, at all. No guaranteed money. But again, I would, you get these, I get these questions. And then my answer is, would you try this? Yes. Yes. I would try Zach Wilson. And then you get people who have the attention span of a gnat who answer, you know, well, Zach Wilson, he's awful. You can't have him be the star. You know, bring him and like, dude, I'm talking about bringing the guy in for a workout, a possibility as a practice squad, as a quarterback three, as a maybe. Not, hey, I want to anoint this guy as the starter. Hell no. No way. I don't want Zach Wilson or Mac Jones or Trey Lance coming in as my starter right away. But if my job as a scout, as the scouting department of a professional franchise is to explore every possibility and if it doesn't cost me anything but my time as the scouting department then i'm gonna check it out i'll absolutely check it out same thing happened when when uh when cam newton said the only time the only team i'd come back and play for is the atlanta falcons i said would i give it a shot yeah hell i'd be on the phone with cam why don't you come over to flowery branch and throw a little bit you know look, take a physical see see what we think what does that hurt and people are losing their minds. Oh, he's washed. He's done. Okay, well, then you don't sign him. It's simple. But Cam Newton is a big influence in, in, in this sphere. And I would keep that relationship open. And I'd say, hey, let's have a cup of coffee and talk about it. How serious are you about this? And let's see what it works. Do I want to sign Cam Newton as a starting quarterback? No, no. These are different things. So, Thomas, yes, I would cast the net. I would consider it. My answer would probably be no. I'm not a fan of Zach Wilson at all. Um, it scares the bejesus out of me when a quarterback has more time and gets worse. That was the thing that scared me watching him play is the more time he had, the worse he was. That's that's a bad thing to be. I'm like, maybe this guy should have been a pitcher with that arm of his and just turn it loose and throw. But as a quarterback, not a fan of Zach Wilson. I would say uh, I would say no. Anthony Evans says uh, Russell Wilson and draft a quarterback. I think that's going to be an option for somebody because Russell Wilson is going to come in dirt cheap. Um, a lot of y'all have heard me explain this before, but I'll do it again just in case. Russell Wilson's contract stated that if he was to move on from the Denver Broncos in this amount of time, any money that he got with a new team would go to offset his contract with the Denver Broncos. So, any money you pay Russell Wilson goes to the Denver Broncos. It doesn't go to Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's income is fixed for 2024. The Broncos are paying him. You're paying the Broncos. Russell Wilson, who is having a not the nicest divorce in the world with the Denver Broncos, isn't going to want to take more money from his new team to give back to the Broncos. I'll sign for the veteran minimum of $1.5 million, and I and you can draft a quarterback. So we'll get into Russell Wilson too. Some, I feel like he's like the third guy in here, maybe like the two veteran guys that are, are, are available. I think that are, are one and two that we talk about the most are Kirk Cousins and Justin Fields. And then Russell Wilson might play musical chairs on that. 
um, and, and see what happens with those guys. Quentin Caldwell says, morning, everyone. Good morning, Q. Roy Osborne, good morning, Scott. Man, the QB market has blown wide open. I'm not going to speculate on anything, Roy. I'm going to speculate just for fun. But I will always say, this is what I think. This is not what I know. Just trying to put the tea leaves together. When we go through the, the hierarchy of these quarterbacks and these teams, it's real easy to do that with the draft. There's an order. Chicago Bears, Washington, New England, one, two, three. That's real easy. But when you start talking about free agency, what becomes the most attractive destination? How do they view the the, the free agent quarterbacks? And, and then what type of domino effect are all of these going to have? And, and Michael has a good point. He says, uh, we still don't know how well Cousins will recover either. Does that sway the choice? Absolutely. He's going to have to he's going to have to prove that he is 100% healthy and before he's anybody's going to give him a dime, let alone $40 million. And let me, let me get into this on Kirk Cousins real quick as far as contract goes. Because, you know, there's there's two things that that really bother me about contract talk and, and fans. One is when they say, well, you know, he wants $40 million. He wants $50 million. He wants this. He wants that. Who cares? It doesn't matter what he wants. It matters what he can get. So, you're not willing to pay 40 million then so be it he's not worth all that well don't don't pay it and and there's no saying that as a free agent that's what he can get anyway he might have some some uh you know some injury clauses and that type of stuff in there and some some non-guaranteed money based on um how many games you play some incentives that will will spike that number but what to watch with him the other part of it is when kirk Cousins signs a contract it's going to have nine figures in it It'll probably be like three years, $150 million. People are going to lose their minds because those would be those are the fun headlines. That's the clickbait headlines. The only number that matters with Kirk Cousins is the guaranteed money. And I bet it will probably be 40 mil, between 40 and $50 million. That will be a one-year deal. A one-year deal worth, we'll say 45 because that makes it easy. A three-year deal, $150 million, $50 million a year with a guaranteed of 45. You know what that is? That's a one-year deal worth $45 million. You take and, and you guarantee you pay the minimum of a salary in 2024 of $2 million salary, and he gets a $43 million signing bonus. So that's 45 guaranteed spread across three years. Your initial cap hit on 2024 would be three, it would be 45 guaranteed divided by three, would be $15 million. So you would have a $15 million guarantee, uh, a cap hit for 2024. That's it. So of this $150 million contract, you'd have a $15 million cap hit um, in, in 2024. And then it would be, it would go up moving forward. But the only thing, if you move on after one year, it would accelerate the, the, the money that you gave him that those two years of $15 million. So you'd have a $30 million cap hit if you moved on from him after one year um, and you can spread that across two years also, or if you moved on two years, it would be a $15 million cap hit. So you can sign a three year $150 million cap hit and keep his cap hit under $20 million, especially when you got deep pockets like Arthur blank. Uh, that's when it helps to have, uh, have an owner who's not afraid to, to shell out big signing bonuses, but yes, his injury history will absolutely play into this discussion um john roberts says what do you think about wide receivers only drake is signed john wide receiver is an option for the atlanta falcons at eight uh if they go quarterback before that if they have their quarterback before the draft wide receiver is on the board they have one wide receiver under contract now i think a lot of us would say edge for the atlanta falcons let's let's start putting some into some defense and use some free agency money on some wide receivers maybe or go day two on wide receivers because it is a deep class for wide receivers i can get you know maybe lad mcconkey ricky pearsall um mckinley Tavares mckinley i think that's his name off the top of my head um guys at the senior bowl that were really really good um and and have a a good day too uh especially if you get that second round pick for calvin ridley if that moves up from a, a third to a second dave glassman's here he says uh with the, with the hearts appreciate you dave other Dave, Silas Draven, good morning, everyone. Dave's a big fan. He says, J.J. McCarthy is that guy. I'm telling you, I would sit him a season and then turn him loose. Why? Why sit him a season? Depending on the situation, let him play. 
absolutely let him play. The guy wins. He's he's un, he, he can play within a system. He can take care of the ball. Um, I have no problem. The top three guys last year that went were uh, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson. All three of those guys played right away. And uh, one of them struggled mightily, and they have changed over the staff. One of them had trouble staying healthy, and one of them, Offensive Rookie of the Year, and led his team to the playoffs. So I would, uh, I'd play him right away, Dave. If uh, you know, depending on the situation, and you know, if my evaluation was right. But if I'm taking in the top ten, I'm, I don't have any problem playing him right away. Uh, great morning to you, Joe Cannon. Good to see you. Troy Green says, "Bring me Stetson Bennett. Let him enjoy the ATL nightlife and be the guy he was at UGA." Um, I think the Rams had something like 10 day three picks, sixth and seventh round, fourth, fifth, and sixth. What is, what's day three, fourth, fifth, and sixth. They had like 10 picks. Now, Matthew Stafford's really good, but he was the only one that didn't play. So we don't really know what he does in the NFL. Is he a good flyer to take? Was he a good flyer to take in, in the, in the middle eight round? Sure. Why not? Give it a shot. Um, but I, I don't think he's leaving LA right now. They've got, unless they want to get rid of him he they they're you know Stafford's getting a little older and he's a cheap drafted zero contract backup and uh doing pretty well so we will see uh Mr. Roush good to see you he says morning Scott I have a feeling the Broncos are going to trade up believe the Vikings will ride with Cousins okay let's get into that just a little bit um you know I said it was going to be some predictions here and let's start I've got at the top of my list I kind of put these in sort of an unofficial order uh, and I can start with the draft and get this over with easy, uh, you know, of the top guys. I don't think the top three move. The top three, if Justin Fields is moved on from, there's been a groundswelling of support for Justin Fields since the Super Bowl. And, and at the, um, you know, at Radio Row of, you know what you've got, give this guy a chance. His offensive coordinator has been crap. The Bears have been crap. He's finally getting some weapons. Give him a chance. Trade out of that spot. And, and see what you got. But I still think it's going to be Caleb Williams to the Bears and Justin Fields becomes available. Number two, Drake May or Jaden Daniels, one of the two. I'll go Drake May. He's been there longer as far as you see guys, the 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 higher, the, the faster they peak, the the sooner you're trying to, to, to knock them down. And you saw that a little bit with Caleb Williams. You saw that a little bit with uh with Drake May. You saw that in the past with a guy like Will Anderson, who went from you know 35 sacks to 17, and is like, oh, is this guy as good as he was? We we're talking about him one and two overall two years ago, and then all of a sudden he's not as good a year later. No, these guys are where they are for a reason. Um, so I'll go Drake May next, and then uh, you know Jaden Daniels third. One, two, three, easy peasy, nice and easy. So Kirk Cousins becomes again we talked a little bit about the health issue um what makes the most sense for that as uh, as mr roush said is the believe the vikings will ride with cousins i i think that still makes the most sense uh it's hard to pull a guy away from a team he is a free agent so we'll see if if that happens now for me as far as the teams that could be looking for a quarterback and i believe the pittsburgh steelers are looking for a quarterback because kenny pickett was the first quarterback taken in a bad draft class. The only quarterback out there that's really doing anything was the very last guy selected, Mr. Irrelevant, Irrelevant Brock Purdy. So Kenny Pickett, and I think uh, I think it was Chad Router that may have said this, or it was uh, Field Yates. I can't remember which one. I read both mocks this morning, um, talking about the the Steelers being in for a quarterback and just saying that that Pickett's ceiling isn't high enough for a team with the aspirations of the Pittsburgh Steelers, just getting better and improving and going to the playoffs. That's not the Steelers. The Steelers are one of the top five franchises in the NFL and they want to be competing for championships. I don't think Pickett's necessarily that guy either. Um, I think Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers are the number one destination for quarterbacks that, that would have a choice. So does that leave now? Who do they want? Would they want Justin Fields? Would they want Kirk Cousins? I think it'll come down to those two. When I have Steelers right here, I actually have Kirk Cousins, Justin Fields, Russell Wilson. They'll be in for a vet. And for me, you asked a question about Arthur Smith, and I got this question about why would Arthur Smith be interested in Justin Fields when he wasn't three years ago? One, we don't know that he wasn't three years ago. 
he may have liked Justin Fields, but the price is different. The team makeup is different. Kenny Pickett versus Matt Ryan is different. I don't like Kenny Pickett. I like Matt Ryan. I like Justin Fields, but the price is high. I don't like him with a number four overall pick in a historic draft. When we go back and start looking at that 2021 draft and look at the top 15 guys, there's going to be some Hall of Famers in there. I don't like I don't like Justin Fields at number four, but boy, I like him for a second and a fifth. The price is right. So we don't know that he didn't like Justin Fields. He just didn't like the price, or at least he didn't like it enough to fight, to have that conversation in a room with a collaborative decision to really pick your battle. Say, no, this is my guy. I want him. I'm putting my foot down. This is where we're going. And if you've ever been in a room having a discussion like that, you you have those conversations and you pick your battles. Say, no, listen, okay, I don't I like this guy better than this one, but not enough to go to war over this. So I, I like Kyle Pitts too. Let's go, Kyle Pitts. So depends for me what the Pittsburgh Steelers want to do, because I think they're number one. I think they they've got the top draft choice for free agents. I think they've got the ability. Now, if it's Justin Fields. Now, it has to be up to the Bears, too, to make that deal because the Falcons could outbid them, you know, without going for a first-round pick. You're not getting number eight. You're not getting number eight for, for that. But their second-round pick is higher than the Steelers. Their third's higher than the Steelers. So it could come to that for the Bears. But for how it fits the offenses between Arthur Smith and between Zach Robinson, between two of the teams that are – playoff ready have really good rosters or at least good rosters that could be a quarterback away from the playoffs or at least making a next step in the playoffs it's the Steelers and Falcons it's Cousins and Fields Fields fits better with what Arthur Smith does Cousins fits better with what Zach Robinson does that's what makes sense is that what will happen I don't know we will wait and see where does that leave Russell Wilson if Cousins is out, Minnesota is back on the board for a quarterback at 11. I believe they're sitting there at 11. They're back on the board for a quarterback. Russell Wilson all of a sudden becomes an option. J.J. McCarthy becomes an option. Um, I wrote down for them, for them, I said Cousins would be my first choice for the Minnesota Vikings. And then if they lose Cousins, they're in for J.J. McCarthy at 11. And then Bo Nix and Russell Wilson. 11's too high for me for Bo Nix. You could draft a best prospect available at 11 and sign Russell Wilson and then maybe get a quarterback later on. They'd still be in the quarterback market. That's the good thing about Russell Wilson. You sign Russell Wilson, it's not going to preclude you from taking a quarterback because the, the price is right. He's free. If you go with Aaron Rodgers, if you go with Kirk Cousins and you're dumping $40 million into a guy, you're going to win now and you're going best prospect available. Um, so that's how I feel about Cousins, basically Cousins and Steelers. Um, I've got, for for Cousins, it's Vikings, Steelers, Falcons for me. Or actually, I'd, I'd, I'd switch those, like I just said, because of what the best fit would be. To me, it makes sense. He stays with the Vikings. If not, the fit is better Viking to, for, for Cousins to the Falcons and Fields to the Steelers. I think the Steelers will have their first choice. I think that'll be the best, the, the better destination. So we will see. Um, Zach Schaefer says, uh, good morning, Scott. I just wanted to let it be known that our new offensive coordinator, Zach Robinson, was at Pro Football Focus. So I expect analytics to play part of our quarterback choice. If you want to see his type, watch some old PFF. Um, you know, the other part of that is I've talked about uh, Zach. I've talked about PFF before. And... PFF gets thought of as a singular entity. Well, PFF says this. Uh, I know this because I was doing recruiting rankings for 2,500 kids, and I was at the very top and used my, my regional managers. I had five regions, and five regional managers would funnel me their rankings, and then we would work together to come up with a national list. And then it would say, well, scout.com says this. No, no, man. There's 25 guys making this up, making up these rankings, and some are better than others. So when you're looking at PFF rankings, use your eyeball analytics and say, okay, this guy had a good game. What did PFF say? Okay, he said he had a good game. I thought this guy was crap. Okay, 
he was. PFF said he was crap. Okay, now I can trust who's grading this team or this position for this team. Zach Robinson was one of those guys. So you can't always say they're all crap and then say, you know, PFF is crap. Well, PFF is made up of individuals, and some of those individuals are really, really good. So, yes, analytics will make up a part of it. Analytics isn't as big for me in, in football as it is, uh, you know, baseball. Baseball is such a numbers game where, you know, the sample size is smaller and, you know, the, the bigger, faster, stronger, the athleticism of the football is more important. The analytics isn't quite as important to me. You know, it, should I do this? Should I do that? I think going by the book takes away is it takes away what's actually happening in a game. Oh, well, the book says you shouldn't let a pitcher go through uh, a lineup for the third time. Dude's got a no hitter going. Throw the book out the freaking window and use some common sense. So anyway, that's where I feel. I, I think there's there's a battle between old school and new school. And to me, I think you use both. You, you blend. You know, you use your intuition, and then you use the analytics. And as as you know, I heard one coach say, the analytics help make up your intuition. You know, you use those numbers, but then you got to go with what's going on. What's going on here with uh, with Steve Kenny? Good to see you, Dad. He says, "Good morning, sir." Um, good to see you. And John says, is Mac Jones really that bad? Or was it a, a defensive coordinator trying to be an OC or a head coach trying to be a general manager? Um, Bill Belichick, it, that what scares the, me, the death out of me is coaches that come in and have personnel power. It's, it's a bad matchup. Um, the longer Bill Belichick had that position, the worse the New England Patriots got. Um, so that's part of it too. Uh, and was Mac Jones really that bad? Mac Jones was serviceable as a rookie. Can he be salvaged? Maybe, like I said, I'd be worth the throw a nothing deal together to, to have him come in with no guaranteed money and compete as one of my three quarterbacks. Um, but Mac Jones is trash. You're out of your mind. Why? I mean, it's, it's, it's no risk. Bring him in. I'm not saying make him a starter. Kind of like I was saying earlier. Um, Roy Osborne says three Broncos are in the same boat as the Patriots. Um, elaborate on that one, and I'll come back to it on that one. Uh, Tyrone, good to see you. He says, good morning. Good morning to you, Tyrone. Michael Lewitsky, good to see you. Morning, Scott. Drinking some of your Puerto Rican coffee this morning, too. This stuff's good. This is the last batch you sent me. I haven't gotten into the new one. Uh, this stuff's really good, this, this dark roast. So appreciate the care package. Andrew Noman, Newman, apologies, says, good morning. Happy Friday. Um, John Roberts says he's hoping to look for a couple wide receivers for the Falcons. Uh, I agree. And he thinks that Mike Evans costs too much. He's going to be expensive. Um, Andrew Newman talking about Zach Wilson and considering him, has anybody considered him a quarterback? Um, let me see. Dave, Dave says, I could not agree more. The Falcons fan base is allergic to young quarterbacks. Um, uh, let me, I'm going to scroll down here a little bit. Uh, and Roderick talking about Trey Lance. And, uh, you know, the, the guys that fell out of it was, was Trey Lance ever given much of a chance. He was given the starter and, and showed some flashes and then got hurt in like a second game. And then he got Wally pipped by Brock Purdy traded to the Cowboys for a third. And they've already got their, their future quarterback. Um, he's coming off his rookie deal here this year. So after 2024, he'll be off his rookie deal. And, um, that will be, uh, that will be it. I'm sorry. I got, I get distracted in the chat sometimes. Um, would he be worth a fourth or fifth rounder to come in to, to make a trade or sign as a free agent to come in and compete? Yeah, he would. You know, you're, you're talking about, you're going to have a hundred guys come into camp. Would I want him part as my 95 man roster in summer? Sure. Why the hell not? Do I want to sign him to a multi-year guaranteed contract and annoy him the starter of a team? Hell no. So again, I just want people to, to, to consider when we get these binary reactions, the yes, no, just consider the, the possibilities doesn't have to be, you don't, you don't have to make a yes, no decision right now, bringing a guy in. You can say, yeah, maybe, probably not, but maybe. So yeah, I'd take a chance on Trey Lance, bringing him into a camp. Why not? Doesn't cost you anything. Why not? Um, let me scroll down here a little bit. Um, and triple eight, Dr. Pepper, 
uh, talking about the, the 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 draft, he says, "I agree, Scott. It's hard to imagine those top three teams would not take a quarterback in the draft. I think most of the scenarios for any of them trading away are very like unlikely." And that's the thing, Triple Eight, Doctor Pepper. You you read these these quarterback needy teams, and and two of them are two teams we cover daily: the Falcons and the Broncos. They both want a quarterback. They both need a quarterback. And the idea is, man, just just do whatever it takes. Just do whatever it takes to get a quarterback. Trade what you have to. No cost is too high. Those three teams are in the same boat. They're saying the same thing. No cost is too high, except I don't have to spend anything more than what I've already got. So if you were to convince a team who's in the same boat as you to come out of that spot, what would that cost you? Double what you think. See some of these trades these, these in these mock drafts, and they drive me batty. They're like, oh, well, this is what it costs for the San Francisco 49ers to move from 12 to 3. So this is what it will cost the Denver Broncos to move from 12 to 3. Baloney! That's crap! They went from 12 to 3 with a team that already had their quarterback into a, a tongue of Iloa. They already had a quarterback, one, so they didn't need me to move out. And two, any one of the three quarterbacks, hell, the fourth quarterback, J.J. McCarthy, is leagues better as a prospect than Trey Lance was. So how can I say that this is what it's going to cost me was all it's going to cost me was what it cost back then when one, I'm trying to move somebody out of a spot that doesn't want to move because they, they want a quarterback. And two, the quarterback that you can get is twice the prospect that Trey Lance was who sat out his COVID year, hadn't even played in a year and only had one year with the, North Dakota State Bisons or somebody like that. Or I could get a Heisman Trophy winner at LSU through for 45 touchdowns and two interceptions and, and ran for 1,100 yards. Come on, man. Be serious. It's going to cost a fortune to try and get into one of those three spots if, if nothing happens as far as the quarterback's carousel between now and the draft. It, it will cost, And even then, it's going to cost a fortune because there's going to be all kinds of teams bidding for that spot. Uh, let me see here real quick. Saw a star coming in. Uh, I saw the, the the super chat coming in from Marley ATL. Appreciate you coming in. That that color flashes for me on here, which is nice. It's nice that you're supporting the show today. He says, good morning, Scott and Falcons fam. Hope Nick is doing okay. Nick's doing well. Nick, Nick just has to be supportive. We're on... Uh, we're six weeks in already, so he's got a six-week-old, six-week-old boy at the house, um, and he has to 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 choose his battles. Speaking of picking your battles, of when he can he can join us in the mornings and when he needs to to you know play new dad. So, what do you think about the Falcons picking up the underrated uh, Terion Arnold from Alabama? The thing about Terion Arnold is he's not all that underrated anymore. He has basically been elevated up to cornerback one. Uh, on this season and he was one of the mocks it was either field yates or router those are the two i read this morning um they have uh terry on arnold going number eight cornerback if marley i don't know how long you've been with us but for the last two drafts um i'm getting i'm getting the running together on me so i apologize but we've been on cornerback uh with it was sauce gardner it was stingley that the Falcons could take it was uh, at at uh, I think those were both eights because they were both gone before before they went and I think Witherspoon was was someone who said yes the Falcons could absolutely go corner premium position area of need best prospect available one two three man that's the that's the hat trick in the draft if I can hit all three of those now talking about the Falcons draft they've had needs everywhere so pass you go at the very beginning pass catcher. Um, Kyle Pitts, did you did you need a pass catcher? Well, you did. Was he the best prospect available? According to them, it was. So I'll, I'll give him that one. And but but it was a premium position. No, and and it wasn't. And it was a luxury pick to get a pass catcher when you had an aging quarterback on a bad contract and a leaky offensive line and no defense. Cornerback is something you need. Terion Arnold could be the best prospect available. Premium position three. And the rest of your defense is better. If you like him, I'd still rather go edge. If if I've got a cornerback and an edge rusher equal, I'm going edge for for basically any time. Uh, if 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 all things are being equal as far as my team needs go. But yes, you can absolutely go corner. 
The Falcons at eight could go quarterback. They could go wide receiver. They could go offensive tackle would be kind of a, uh, that'd be kind of a sleeper. And they, they could go um, wide receiver, corner, quarterback, offensive tackle. Those four will be available. Edge, if I didn't say that already. Um, an edge on that one. So there will be a premium position available at eight for the Atlanta Falcons. And cornerback absolutely works. Appreciate you, Marley. Rusty Jr. coming in. Thanks for getting us started because now the color's starting to flash at me here this morning. Marley says, or, uh, thank you, Marley. Rusty Jr. says, why is everyone so high on JJ? I don't see it. Dez Jr. Um, I think Dez is a fast runner. Desmond Ritter is fast. He's a four or five guy. He's fast. I just think he's stiff. I don't see the wiggle on him. I don't see the roll and throw. When I see JJ McCarthy and I see him roll left and throw right-handed, or if I see him roll right and throw and I see the arm, he has considerably more arm talent and athleticism in his throws, the fluidity than Desmond Ritter. Desmond's a little stiff. Now, what you get into is, you know, can he make the reads? Is you know, this is a big one. This is a, a, a tick in Bo Nix's favor, as far as I'm concerned. When I come up to the line of scrimmage, can I pick out my first read? You know, pre-snap. Well, I think Bo Nix, based on what he does at Oregon, what he has done and the success he's had, does that as well as anybody. Can he do that? You know, it's it becomes a lot easier to do that when I've got the power running game. Good news for uh, you know, the Steelers, the 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 uh the Falcons, any of these the AFC North teams is they've they're set up to run. And I can run play auction off of that. I can run waggles. How often do we see Matt Ryan, speaking of stiff, run bootlegs a lot? Well, do that with a guy with this kind of arm talent and and, and a better athlete, and you can do a lot of things with him. So I like the potential of J.J. McDaniels, Rusty. He's three years younger than the next set of guys, Bo Nix, Michael Penix. He's got as much arm as Michael Penix, and I think he thro- he's he's a better athlete with it behind the line of scrimmage than, uh, than, than Michael Penix is, and the, the injury history is a big one for me. So that's why I like him. If I had time and I was a new coach, I would take a chance on the younger guy with a higher ceiling. That's that's where I go on that one, Rusty. Doesn't mean I'm right. Doesn't mean I'm gonna be right, but that's where I would go. Michael Rankio is never wrong when he comes in with this one. Coming in Valentine's red shot to the heart, Michael. Certainly appreciate that. It, it's it makes it makes sure I'm gonna get up here and do this. I kind of say this is like working out. Sometimes you don't always feel like okay. I don't feel like being on. You know, I'm kind of down, I'm uh, kind of mumbling around in the morning, waiting for my coffee to kick in. And then it's like working out, like, man, I don't want to go to the gym. I don't feel like going to the gym. Then when you go to the gym, you're like, man, I'm so glad I'm here. I feel great. Why is it hard to do stuff that makes you feel great and so easy to do things that make you feel like crap? I can sit on a couch and eat Doritos and watch Netflix. Easy. That's easy. And I feel like crap. Coming in here, working out. Guys like you, Michael, make me feel great. And uh, appreciate you for doing that. It's truly humbling to do this, to do a solo show on a Friday by myself with y'all. So not by myself, with y'all. And to have have y'all come in and, and support like this, it, it's truly, it's truly humbling. So uh, I certainly, certainly appreciate you for sure. Um, Anthony Evans talking about Russell Wilson. Let's get into Russell Wilson just a little bit. He says, I'll take Wilson over Cousins any day. It would be less money, and Russell's got the ring. Cousins isn't ever going to get one. I Again, the, the cost-benefit of, of Russell Wilson makes a lot of sense. For Russell Wilson, I, I feel like we'll see, because with the money there, he might be the number one option. He might be. If I take money off the table, Kirk Cousins is the number one option. The season that he was having, he was playing at an MVP level before he got hurt last year. It was like the best season of his career before he got hurt last year. But for Russell Wilson, I think we'll see what Kirk Cousins does. We'll see what Justin Fields does. And then I think he's probably Baker Mayfield I have staying in Tampa. I think Russell becomes one of the best options of the available veteran quarterbacks. So he kind of has to play that musical chairs and see who is not, what other spots get taken. So I have Steelers and Falcons next to his name too. Raiders for there. And then... uh, Chad Router and his mock 
on NFL.com, he predicted that the that they he would go to the Falcons. So, and and where the other team that comes into play on this is the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings are in that same boat, in my opinion, with the Pittsburgh Steelers, with the Atlanta Falcons, probably closer, where they're knocking on the door of the playoffs and would be an attractive spot for a veteran quarterback, have the best wide receiver in football, arguably, on their team. So it becomes an attractive spot. Play indoors. Um, you know, that that becomes a an attractive spot for a veteran quarterback as well. Um, Atlanta United here coming in, gonna make it. Appreciate you coming in with the question. He says, what's the probability of drafting a quarterback or taking the best prospect available? Who do you leave, believe is the best prospect available for Atlanta? Right now, as far at number eight, if he ends up being that guy, <clears throat> it's Edge Dallas Turner for me. Um, or J.J. McCarthy. I think if the Falcons end up going for a quarterback in the top 10, I think it'll be J.J. McCarthy. I think the Falcons will try and go for they'll take they'll take their pick of the veteran guys. They'll be in. They're going to call everybody. They're going to be in with Kirk Cousins. They're going to be in with the Bears and just Justin Fields. They're going to be talking to Russell Wilson. And if for some reason they don't get any of those three guys, I would not be shocked to see them take JJ McCarthy at eight. Wouldn't be a shock to me. Um, best prospect non-quarterback would be for me. I would, I would, I would want it to be Dallas Turner Edge. If he's not that guy, you can go Terry on Arnold at corner. You can see which one of the wide receivers drop. You can go offensive tackle because uh, an underrated discussion moving forward about where can this team fall other than quarterback, where can this team falter for the Atlanta Falcons is Kayla McGarry at right tackle. If you're running three wide receiver sets and you're running more passing options, more passing offenses, more dropbacks, Kayla McGarry becomes more of a liability at right tackle because of his lack of pass protection ability at right tackle. He's got one year left on his deal. He's got multi-year deals, but you're committed to him for one more year, and then you've got club options. Go back to the Kirk Cousins discussion I said on how you can finagle contracts. You can get out from his deal after this year. One year that you're committed to him, Jake Matthews is getting a little older. You could go offensive tackle. If you absolutely love an offensive tackle in this spot, he could be the best prospect available on that. Uh, John Hendricks brings up another name too. He says Gardner Minshew. Absolutely. Um, why does Gardner Minshew feel like a Vegas Raider to me? Just the, uh, the with the attitude, the Minshew mania, you know, the the big Fu Manchu, the fun, the 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 swashbuckler that he feels like a uh, he feels like a Raider to me. I didn't put him in this list, and I probably should have. But again, all of those teams that are in for quarterbacks. I don't think he ends up staying in Indianapolis because I think he's played his way into 15 to $20 million. And uh, he was on like four last year, and then he got bonuses. It took him up to almost seven. He should be able to double that money. Anthony Richardson is coming in as the starter again. They, they're committed to Anthony Richardson. Now, they'll say all the right things. He's going to have to earn it and whatnot. But Minshew is a free agent. Good call, John. And uh, I, he becomes one of those guys as well. I just I feel like he's a tier below Baker Mayfield, Kirk Cousins, even Justin Fields. I know he had a good season, a decent season. I give a lot of that credit to Shane Steichen. I'm a big fan of head coach Indianapolis Colts, former Philadelphia Eagles offensive coordinator Shane Steichen. So for me, I look at Steichen and I look at Minshew the way I would look at a quarterback under Shanahan. Um, I don't want to sign a, a an outfielder from the Colorado Rockies to a big money deal because he just had a big year in Colorado. I don't want to sign a guy who's just coming out of Shane Steichen or Kyle Shanahan at quarterback to a big money deal because he just had success under those two guys. Uh, if that makes sense, I think that they their numbers and I don't think they will replicate that same success if they leave those systems. That's how much I believe in in what Shanahan and and uh, and Steichen can do over the long haul. You know, we can talk Super Bowls and stuff. <laughs> I know. But over the course of a 17-game season. All right. I'm going to scroll down to the bottom. I feel like I know I've missed. I'm still up here at 920. 
So there's 30 minutes of comments that have come in that I haven't gotten to. So I'm going to scroll to the bottom, work my way up a little bit to say hello in here um, just a little bit. Um, and there's some talk here a little bit. Uh, not everybody wants, listen, J.J. McCarthy, boo. Um, call to war, James. After the top three quarterbacks, there's going to be division on anybody else. There's going to be no matter who else you get, period. There's going to be split decisions on this. So there is no right answer here. J.J. McCarthy, Bo Nix, Michael Penix, Kirk Cousins, Justin Fields, Gardner Minshew, Baker Mayfield, you name Sam Darnold, you name all the guys that could be starting quarterback for your team next year if you need one. Atlanta Falcons, uh, Denver Broncos, there will be split decisions on all of these guys. I think the, other than the top three, I think 90% of the guy of the team that drafts, as long as you don't give away, you know, 15 picks and three starters to do it in a trade. But if it's Chicago Bears, Washington Commanders, New England Patriots, and they go one, two, three, a quarterback, they're going to be pretty happy. They're, they're, the, the overall consensus is going to be fine. After that, there's going to be division, period. So what I ask is let's do, uh, you know, let's just be open-minded about it. Let's, let's just, let's not dig in on this particular guy, whoever they take, let's give them a chance and, and see what happens because trying to, um, predict the future and state it as fact. And I'm not saying this to you. I'm saying this to me, uh, Mr. James will make you sound like an idiot. JJ McCarthy's a bust. He's awful. You know? You won't catch me saying stuff like that. Um, I've you get burned on on stuff like that. The last guy that, that you pick ends up being a star, and the guy that you hype up ends up falling out. Um, so just remember, nobody's gonna like everybody. Anybody, everybody's not gonna like anybody on this one. Um, so you know, and here we go as we start talking about this. Ew, Russell Wilson's old. Russell Wilson's younger than Kirk Cousins. Uh, he, uh, and, and Russell Wilson had a decent season last year, but he was on a contract that was really unsustainable for his level of play is 30 touchdowns against 10 interceptions. Good for $2 million. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Is it good for $50 million? Uh, when you have to forego the center of the field and you put your offensive line in trouble because he's bailing at the first instant, probably not $2 million. It works really well. Um, uh, Bobby Means says, um, you know, had we hired Jim Harbaugh, then yes, J.J. McCarthy would be an option. But since we didn't, now, no, he is not. No, I disagree. Um, and why would you think that that Jim Harbaugh, and this is this is rhetorical, I'm setting you up on this one. Why would you think Jim Harbaugh would be the, the best option for J.J. McCarthy? Is it because Jim Harbaugh has come out just gushing? about J.J. McCarthy and best quarterback Michigan's ever had and best quarterback in this draft and all that type of stuff. Who has the most incentive in this entire draft for J.J. McCarthy to become a top prospect? I'll give you a hint. They're drafting fifth overall, the L.A. Chargers and Jim Harbaugh. You've got your four guys, one, two, three, four. You've got uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. and the three quarterbacks, one, two, three, four. Those are where those those guys should go. So now I'm sitting at five and I'm the LA Chargers. I've got a quarterback. I don't need one. I have the most incentive for someone to try and trade up to five to come get a quarterback because you can trade down no matter what. But if I'm going to get the most value for a trade down at five, it will be for a quarterback. Teams trade more to come up and get a quarterback than they do for any other position. It's not about going back to, oh, well, number three went to this, to, to 12, was two first-round picks. No, it, that's that's just a starting point. You have to consider who's there, who do they have. L.A. doesn't want a quarterback. They don't need one. No one has more incentive to gas up J.J. McCarthy than Jim Harbaugh. I like J.J. McCarthy for what I see. I don't give a rat's ass what Jim Harbaugh has to say about J.J. McCarthy because he has a uh, it's conflict of interest. He wants that next quarterback to be, and he's in a position to gas him up and make it sound authentic. 
because he can as his former coach. No one has more. This is lying season, y'all. This is lying season where I'm trying to wheel and deal. Believe half of what you read and less of what you hear on that one. Um, but I think J.J. McCarthy would be an option. Um, is it the best option? No, I think the Falcons will try and go veteran first. And then if they don't get what they want there, then I think quarterback's on the table at eight. I really do. Um, we're at 52 minutes. I wasn't expecting to go this long today, but y'all are killing it today. And it's a, it's a, one of our biggest Friday shows ever. So thank you so much for hanging out with me. Um, I certainly appreciate it. Um, Tacman clan killer 187 says, I like Dallas Turner. His skill sets are still raw, but he has high upside. Um, yeah, I want to see the, with an edge, I absolutely want to see the combine numbers on, on, on him. Um, very few positions translate from a spreadsheet to the field as well as a pass rusher because it's, it's pure athleticism. I want to see, and for me, the two most underrated, let me, let me just throw that statement out. The most overrated of all the measurements at the NFL combine is the 40 yard dash. If you want to find your athletes, find, look at your Elcone and, uh, and look at your shuttle. That's where I want to see. That's your change of direction. The, the 40 yard dash, especially for an edge rusher means zero. You know, you're going from here to a seven yard, you're going from outside wide or inside or wherever to a, a seven yard drop back, or maybe I'm chasing down. But in order to do that, to chase out a rolling quarterback, I still have to turn the corner. I still have to do that L cone. So I like Raw's okay with me. I can teach hand movement. I can teach swim moves. I can do all those things. I do want to see uh, where he comes in on the uh, where he comes in in a guy like Latu Latu from UCLA at edge where they come in on uh, at the combine. I'm really looking forward to it. And, and another one is as Rusty comes in. Another one to keep an eye on is Jared Verse, Florida State. Um, Will Anderson had 130 pressures. Turner had 60. I, I, I pass on him. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll be uh, see how that goes. I was a big fan of Jermaine Johnson at the Senior Bowl, and you saw him what he he skyrocketed up Darius Robinson is my guy this year that's doing that and had a good uh another Florida State guy Jermaine Johnson had a good combine and he's had a good early career as well um Mr. James is uh he he's all against McCarthy you ought to absolutely be done with this regime before the first game nothing about the guy says franchise quarterback nothing eh, we'll see <laughs> we'll we'll see again I would uh I would caution you to dig in too much um you know, and just, you know, try and keep an open mind and be hopeful. You know, there's uh there's not a lot of Super Bowl rings out there. And I, I I think the Falcons will have a veteran quarterback next year. I don't think they're going rookie, at least not in the first. So I would go uh I would go um edge if possible and go veteran quarterback on that. All right. We are uh oh, here we go. This is a good one from Harry. And someone we need to to think about as well is Daniel Hunter. I, I, why am I thinking Daniil Hunter would be would not be a franchise tag candidate? Um, if I go to the Indianapolis Colts and I see uh, Grover Stewart, he's probably not that good. Uh, not in that he's he'll be a, a fifteen million dollar guy, not a twenty plus million dollar guy. But Daniil Hunter is going to be a twenty million dollar range, which puts him at franchise tag candidate. For some reason, I was thinking that it's it's not really ideal for him with uh, with Minnesota, so he will be available, but he's going to be. He's going to be a $20 million guy. He's going to be really expensive. And, and Daniil Hunter, I see him mentioned with the Bears a lot. The Bears have a ton of money. They just cleared up some more. Um, they just waived their, off. I think it was their center, offensive lineman and uh, and safety, Eddie Jackson, the guy that uh, cheap-shotted uh, Kyle Pitts from behind at the knees as he was catching a ball and, and ruined his twenty finished his 2022 season. Uh, he's now uh, a free agent. Just wanted to get that out there. Um, let me see. I'm just about to, uh, to get done. There's some more McCarthy talk in here. And again, um, lunch is over. Harry's taken off. Good to see you. Um, and I know there's, again, there's always going to be a, 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 just all I ask is y'all keep it civil. The, uh, the conversation in here, there's one, no matter who you're rooting for, once you get past the first three quarterbacks, there's going to be divisive opinion on every single player, every single one. Keep it civil. 
and and state your case, have the discussion. That's why we're here. Uh, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. I am absolutely not going to tell you you're wrong. I'll listen to what you have to say. I'll tell you what I think. This is what I think. I'm not going to tell you I'm right. We're trying to predict the future here. So going back down, I'm just going to run through my predictions like I said here. Um, Kirk Cousins, he makes sense to the Falcons. Justin Fields to the Steelers. Russell Wilson. How about Vikings? How about going to the Vikings? Caleb Williams, Bears, Drake May, Commanders, New England Patriots, Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix, Denver Broncos, J.J. McCarthy. Actually, I have him possibly going to the Vikings too, uh, or Raiders on that one. Vikings or Raiders for J.J. McCarthy, depending on what happens with Kirk Cousins. Huh. It's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. And then we got Gardner Minshew and Baker Mayfield out there. Um, I want to, I think it was Oblivion Empire. Uh, he brought up a name the other day. I'm going to, I'm going to bring it up here real quick. Um, I brought up a name at Edge that was kind of under, under looked. It was uh, AJ Epinesa, Buffalo Bills, AJ Epinesa. So when we're talking about possible guys to go out and get at edge for pass rushers, if you're in the need for a pass rusher, is AJ Epinesa of the of the uh, of the Bills? He was a third guy who was very productive, and the Bills have some salary cap troubles of their own, so he may be on the move. But it would remind me of a signing like the Indianapolis Colts made with Samuel uh, Ebucam from the the 49ers. The 49ers had lots of edges. Couldn't keep up with, with uh, had to let a guy go, had to make a choice. We keep this guy or this guy. And Samuel Ebicom, along with Jesse Bates, were arguably the two best free agent signings in the NFL this year. Epinesa could be one of those guys as well. So there's a guy to keep an eye on, Oblivion Empire. Thanks for bringing that guy to my attention. He says, what do you think about this? And I, I did, some, did some research on him. I said, that's a good shout, man. That's a really good pick on that one. So keep an eye there. Looks like Jason B is about to close us out. He says, let's go get Michael Penix. Michael Penix looks like he's sliding down into the second, which would be good value for him. Um, keep him healthy. Um, keep him healthy. Um, that That's the concern there. Uh, I like his arm. He's absolutely got an NFL arm. The multiple season-ending injuries in different spots concern me. And John Hendricks, who are the best free agent signings? Um, Jesse Bates. And Samuel Ebicam, uh, Ebicam, Samuel Ebicam, edge rusher, Indianapolis Colts. I think we're two of the best free agent signings across the NFL. Uh, on that note, oh, String Guy says, Scott, where do you see Jimmy G going? That's a good question too. Right now, I would say, where? I mean, where's they can't afford to eat any dead cap money. The Saints can't. So, what is the number on Jimmy G right now? Right now, I'd say he stays in uh, Derek Carr. God, I get those guys confused every freaking time. <laughs> His, uh, I get them confused all the time. Uh, Derek Carr and Jimmy G from Raiders to Saints. I get them confused just about every time. Um, where do I see Jimmy G going? I don't know. I think he's going to have to take maybe a, a good place for him would be to go to the Gardner Minshew route maybe and go to the Colts. Uh, as a potential starting backup type player could make sense. Um, we'll see. Um, good question though. Good question. That's a, that's another guy. I just think the, sh I just think the shine on him's come off a little bit. Um, Bobby Mean says, what about wide receiver Michael Pittman? And as uh Balin Rios comes in and says, uh, Pittman isn't leaving. He is correct. Pittman at worst will get franchise tagged. He's already, said he wouldn't mind playing on the franchise tag. He he was a second-round pick. He wasn't making a ton of money. Um, and a franchise tag would pay him $20 million. And he says, like, listen, who's going to say no to $20 million? He's probably going to get $75 to $80 million with a bunch guaranteed. So Pittman isn't going anywhere. Uh, he's going to be in an impulse cult. All right, y'all. We just crossed over an hour. My throat hurts. <laughs> uh, I want to say thank you for being here. I've had a lot of fun. Again, like I said, there's just I love the conversation here. It's it's been great. Let's, let's keep it that way. This was one of our biggest Friday shows. Thank you for joining me today. 
want to give a shout out to our super chat superstars marley atl appreciate you coming in rusty moore thank you sir jason b as well and of course red hot michael ranquillo the benefactor of today's coast to coast i will catch up with y'all if you gave stars i know keith and ellen johnson was one of those guys i will come say hey and make sure i answer any questions that i might have missed on facebook they're a little bit harder to see while i'm doing this live but i'll double check thank for everybody for being here uh Nick and I will be back on Monday. We'll do some Falcons. We'll do some Broncos. And then every Friday, we're here on Coast to Coast. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you can subscribe to any one of these three channels and you won't miss us, 9 o'clock. Thank you, everybody, for being here. I cannot wait to watch this quarterback carousel. It is baseball season here in Georgia. I'm going to go enjoy some 70-degree weather and some baseball this afternoon. And I hope y'all have a great football Take care, everybody. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 